we're speaking to Jared Lawrence. Thank you so much for coming on. It, listen, we didn't even turn the cameras on. We didn't even press record. And Joel Shaw is already talking about PNL. And that's really, I mean, look, man, I, we can give your accolades and NCAA champion. Okay, great. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think your legacy is going to be this this Premier National League is really, really interesting to me. Can you just give us some small insight into like how this kind of came about? Um, I think it came about in a in a, in a way of <clears throat> Jody Strip Matter, I, Max Ashkin one time, we all met in Ohio and we got all of our best kids together and we started doing this camp and Mike Matten, you know, was putting us up. He's got a bunch of boys that wrestle for Michigan. Um, and, um, we just, we got along so well and we were starting to understand like, this is great. Like our clubs are working out together. They're, they're getting better together instead of just, you know, all of my guys working out with pinnacle guys all the time. We are now traveling and we're getting in with these other clubs and we're looking at Jody strip matter work on the top piece. And then ben, Max Askren was doing a bunch of stuff and everybody was learning. And, and <clears throat> more importantly, the kids were getting along. Like the kids thought it was great. The high school kids were working out. They were meeting each other. We were like getting into like gymnastic competitions, you know, like it was just, it was a fun experience where the, we, I think you, we kind of started to look at it and be like, man, we don't have to be enemies to get better. I don't mm -hmm. have to intimidate you and shove you out of bounds, you know, to, to actually beat you and get better. We can learn and, and we can use each other as, as strength. So like we started talking a little bit, like this is a great little thing going on. And then, um, my, my daughter plays, um, soccer for a, a, a soccer league called the ECNL elite clubs, national league. And, um, their stats are off the chart. This was pri this was like 2019, right? So it was pre COVID. Um, they had this big thing that came out that said, um, out of their 1,600 senior girls that are in this league, 1,200 of those girls are playing college soccer. Wow. And 800 of the 16 are playing Division I college soccer. And that is like, that is the biggest recruiting place to go to for women's soccer, right? Mm. And that's when I started just like, 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 I wonder if this could be possible right i wonder if if a league could be the biggest recruiting place you know ever so then you know we started you know a few of us just started chatting it was like izzy and it was ben askren it was jody strip matter it was myself and like for a year we were just talking about the idea of it like nothing got done we were just kind of brainstorming and talking about like what other teams could we bring in? Could this, could this be real? What, what can we do? How can we, how it, you know, is this like, you know, and sometimes we're like, I don't know if this thing can go. I don't know if it can work. There's just too much stuff going on. There's too many tournaments. There is a lot of moving parts and scheduling becomes a nightmare. So yeah. I, I'm just, just as I interject, please continue. But man, it's just like, like it's a daunting thing. It's not. It's yeah. It's not like throwing so together tournaments are big and, and you have great tournaments, right? The elite eight duels is a great tournament, right? So people can go there and they can get matches and there's, 
there's duels everywhere. You got ultimate duels. You got duels here, Tyrant duels there, where people can just get matches on any given weekend, right? Mm -hmm. You go onto these super teams and you go, and we didn't think that was helping, you know, necessarily my club, you know, great for them to get matches, but how can I help? How can we use this league to help clubs, right? So then we started talking about the ideas of training together, using our resources from that aspect and trying to get it to where, you know, um, somebody on my team, if they're going to wrestle for my team, they don't get to just practice with me once a week. That doesn't help me, you know, with them. Like we needed a substantial amount, like somebody's got to be with your club. We want them to be there and practicing at least 30 times a year. You know, get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So you're not getting these guys that are just kind of coming in for, you know, once or twice you know, a month. You know, I, I can't I can't make you better if, if you only come in 10 times a year. I want you to get better. And yeah. to do that, I need you to come in at least 30 times, at least. And then we have a chance to to do some work. Um, yeah, that's, so that's, that's an interesting want. concept, right? Because, <clears throat> you know, we talk about duels and we talk about. You said duels, but I'm thinking just tournaments in general where you put a kid under the umbrella, let's say Pinnacle, um, and he scores points for you. Well, that's very alluring to a club coach. I'm not sure why, but it is to 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 a big degree and a lot of these club coaches. Um, P&L has gotten very – it's gotten away from that completely. Um, was that – like, so So I guess I guess – what I'm trying to ask is where, where's the mission? What, like, what is the mission when you kind of decided that this was the direction that you wanted to go? And I, I think the mission can go so many different ways. Like sure. the wrestling piece is just the, that's just the piece of it, right? Like we want to get it to where these people can't, you can't, um, you're not going to go to a tournament. You're not going to get a minute period. It's, Two, two, two. It's full youth, you know, middle school. It's one and a half, one and a half, one and a half. There's no O2 barbecue. You don't get to spend a thousand dollars and only get two matches. That's that is not it. We're about development. So every tournament we go to, it's a minimum of four, right? We're we're gonna find a ways to do that. And as we get bigger, it'll get easier. Um, but that's the wrestling piece, right? And yeah. then utilizing each other, different skill sets, right? When we had um when we had our youth event last year, right? It was just year one. We didn't have a whole lot of events. Um, we had it to where high school kid or the, the middle school kids, they, they had to work out afterwards, right? So all the middle school kids, we wrestled on one day and we worked out together the next day. And I think the mission would be like, like I can go out on that mat and I, I will wrestle you and I'm going to put it on the line, right? I'm going to throw everything I have at you. But after that, I think there needs to be a respect right? Like I should be able to shake your hand and you beat me, right? You got me. But I want to be able to shake your hand and be like, you know, that was a great match. That mm -hmm. was fun. Like we don't have to. Wrestling is so combat. 
related that it's like you want to you hate the guy like you just mm-hmm. beat me I, I don't ever want to talk to you again and i don't want to see you ever again right and i i just don't know if that's the right message like it's mm-hmm. hard enough as it is <laughs> you know if if i kept that attitude you know larkin and i are never going to talk to each other <laughs> you know and now we got our kids wrestling each other and i spent time with his kid at pennsylvania working with him on a two-on-one like that's really cool that's really special i think that's stuff that that we can do that we don't that it just is not the norm so we're trying to break a culture i think would be the mission is we're trying to we're trying to really develop kids and i hope that these kids understand whether they're middle school whether they're high school whether they're youth like every person can be you know a way for you to get better i hope train together and just and just like it and enjoy it yeah okay but we didn't grow up like that bud we didn't where where did the paradigm shift for you um was it coaching yeah i think it was after i got done competing after i got done competing college right and there was still some people that i didn't get along with that didn't want to train with me at the olympic training center or something like that but some did, you know, I got along with guys like Eric Larkin, Jared Frere. We would work out all the time and, and we liked it, even though we're going to have to duke it, it out for a world team spot. But when we're working out together, it was fine. And then all of a sudden we started hanging out afterwards, after practice. Right. And you, you just understand it. I don't know. It just was um, I just don't think you need to be enemies to be able to, even though you're still competing for the same title. Mm. We, we were using each other as as a as a skill set we were using each other to get better both of us we were using each other but we're 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 just i think you can work together and we'll get to the top faster than we are trying to be selfish and by ourselves that's just one piece of the pnl the other piece is the network side mm-hmm. right like how do we get it to where I, one of the greatest things we did um pnl chicago for high school last year this was a true story and and the, the dad came up to me and he goes, it, it actually took my breath away. So we had a guy, his name was Zach Hansen. He was wrestling a guy from M2 and he lost because he got ridden out, right? We didn't get out. Um, it was a one point match. And five minutes later, the guy, um, Zach was sitting by me and his head was kind of down and he was just kind of sitting behind me. And I think he, I'm coaching another match and he's looking for some of my support, but I'm in, the, I'm coaching another match. And David Taylor, it was his guy that beat him. He came up to him and he slapped him on the back and he sat there for about five minutes with this kid. And he actually was giving him, I kind of looked back over my shoulder and I'm like, is that David Taylor telling my kid what he shouldn't have done? Because that's really weird, right? Uh, (laughs) One, David Taylor, right? Two, he does not need to tell my guy how to work on bottom, Mm -hmm. but he did it. And I think he did it because we understand that there's a, there's a, bigger thing here at picture right there's just a there's something bigger going on and it was really it was freaky how how awesome it was and parents were like i I don't know i've never been to a tournament like this they were like i think it was because we saw all you coaches talking to each other and laughing and 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 learning and adapting that the parents started doing it like they were just sitting there watching a match and this other kid from a totally another club right i don't even know where it was from he came up to one of our dads and is like, Hey, which, which one is your kid out there? And he's like, Oh, my, my kids, you know, out on, on Matt too. And, and all of a sudden these two parents just started talking. That's, that's, that's that's the beauty of it. Like network. Now, maybe it's not going to happen, you know, overnight, 
But how do we know that those two people might have something in common in like the real work world, right? Where it's like, hey, I'm I'm in the same line of business. Like I have a way that I can help you and you can help me. Like, hey, here's my card. Like the PL network could be so massive and so yeah. incredibly cool that like um let's say we have kids that just got done with college, right? I have a couple wrestlers right now and and maybe they want to get into some job field, an engineer or something like that. And I would love to be able to reach out to all the PL people, like all the coaches. Like I have a pretty good idea of what a lot of my parents do for a living. Sure, 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 right? sure, sure. Just kind of learn it over time. Yeah. And you have people. You spend and, time with them. You spend you spend time on the road with them. They, they're in your wrestling room. Yeah. They, they just you know, know them as humans. You're talking to them. Yeah. I just think that would be cool for I'd send an email out and say, hey, I got a guy who just graduated college. He's looking for an engineering job. Does anybody have any connection? Everything is connection based. Sure. That's all you need is a connection. Like, boom. Yeah, I, I work for this company. I'd be happy to look at his resume and throw it into the thing. And then that's all they do is they just go in there and say, hey, this guy's a wrestler. He is going to outwork any other any other resume that you have on there. He will outwork that person. I want that. I would, that should go to the top. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the wrestling yeah. world is tight. We 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 tend to, to funnel towards other people. I've talked to yeah. a lot of people that are you know, big time job people. And they were like, oh my God, I will hire a wrestler over anybody else. Even if they're not even qualified, they will be. They will so be. It's just, figure it's, it out. That could be a really cool aspect. I can't wait for it to, to see if it can get there. The other side of it will be recruiting. It would be really fun. We're not there yet. Um, it would be really fun for our website to have a database of all the people that are competing in the PL, right? To where, let's say, a college is looking for a guy. They don't really know where it's at. They watched him at Fargo. They were kind of impressed with him, but it's a state thing, right? So they're like, oh, he's from the state of Minnesota. I'm going to plug his name into the PL database that I can go to on our website. And I'm going to just see what club he's with, you know, and they plug it in and, you know, whatever. He's a Pinnacle guy, or maybe he's a Wisconsin guy. He's with Askren, or some mm -hmm. of those guys can be both, you know, and um, they, they know right away, okay. I know that he's a pinnacle guy. I'm going to reach out to Brandon. I'm going to reach out to Jared. I'm going to find out information on him. I, at least for college coaching, they know where to start, right? It could be a GPA thing. Our database could have everybody separated by GPAs. You know, these Ivy League schools, they can get on the website. They can plug in. They can tap GPA. They can plug in like, hey, you got to have a 3.8 or higher to even be considered at our school. So he can plug in 3.8. And then hit enter, and a list of people that are in the PL that have a 3.8 should pop up. And it has all their information, and they can just be like, This is a list. You're start. crazy. You're, you're starting to talk like wrestling's going to be like a real sport. You're crazy. <laughs> that would be cool, right? Now, there's a lot of there's a lot of plays that have to get into to making something like that work. That database, that that system is going to take money to create, and you know, it's it's just but that's the future. That's what we want to do in four years. We want to, the wrestling side will run its course. It'll be really cool. We always thought to have like a, the PNL championships is like run like the NCAAs, um, sure. you know, where it's a, it's a huge event. Colleges are there. Everybody's there. Like how do we get pe more people at these events other than parents? It's like super 32. It's a great tournament, right? The people that are there are either, you know, coaches or their parents. How do we get it to where people are going there to watch? So <clears throat> you said you're you literally said you're trying to break through some of the culture. 
one of the things to me that was so refreshing was like we don't need to spend like first of all as a coach as a uh, and as a 45 year old dude i'm not trying to stay in, in a gym 18 hours a day with whistles blaring in my ear and, and you know awful lighting and just I, i'm just not trying to do that man you guys are trying to break the paradigm of of the the tournament now let's separate that from me as a human being to me as a content producer and to me as a marketer it is impossible impossible to sell an event that takes three days to complete okay like like i'm, I'm using super 32 as an example it it finishes up and everyone's exhausted because they have literally sat in a gym for three days and no one wants to i i gotta tell you i do not care as a as a content producer as a marketer i did not give one shit who won that event at the end of it i didn't care okay i would go back a week later and watch the finals and go okay i give a shit now because it's a it's a good event but at the time it is impossible for you to make me give a shit about that okay and so what you guys are doing which is freaking genius is is actually taking into account heaven forbid taking into account the people watching the event crazy thought i know but it's it's so refreshing man it's really it's really cool to watch and i and i guess there's not really a question here but if you could just expand upon that That'd be great. Um, well, nobody wants to be in the gym. We, we we had some numbers that we had kind of figured out, and we figured out that like six and a half hours is really the max that we need to be in a gym. Nobody wants to be in a gym longer than that. Um, I mean, I, I go to Tulsa Nationals every you know every year, oh. eight in the morning to I was there till eleven thirty at night. Mm -hmm. Like we're not doing that. That's not going to happen now. We might have to run some events that are two days, right? Yeah. Like our PL Chicago event, it's two days. We got to do four hours on Friday. We'll finish up on Saturday. We're going to start at 10 a.m. and we'll run all the way through. It'll be a little longer just because it's going to go from 10. We got final set. We're going to try to make a little production out of it in that aspect, right? So there'll be some downtime in the middle there. Um, but like all of our, our regional events, like we need numbers set to where it's, we know what mats how many mats we need to have to where that tournament is done in six and a half hours. And it's going to take us some learning. We don't, we're not tournament people. Um, so we need to learn how to, how to run it, what our numbers are at, what our mats need to be at and figure that out. Cause I, we just, it's just, nobody wants to be in a gym after six and a half hours. Everybody just starts like banging. What their the heck head. are we talking about? It's nonsense, Jared. It's yeah. freaking nonsense. And out East, they love it. <laughs> I don't they, know. They love. They love. I, okay. I have theories about that. You and I have talked about it. You and I they have don't talked know anything about different. It. I know. So number one, they don't know anything different. Okay. They still think the Jersey Shore is the best beach in the world. It's, it's just I can't. Some of it is a glutton they for punishment. Anything different. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so, you don't know what you don't know. 
Yeah, yeah. For so sure. We're going to try that. We're going to do it our best to do it. And that just means we have to like these tournaments are about making money, right? They want 3000 people paying a hundred dollars and that's how they make money. Yeah. We're, we're, we're basically capped almost at 400. Yeah. Right. So it's interesting that you say that, right? Because here's the truth and nobody wants to talk about it. The only way to be fiscally viable is for, for tournament management is to be the puppy farm. That is 3000 people at an event. Okay. If you go the other direction, okay, if you go the other direction, look at Elite Eight duels just for an example, okay, because I, I'm I happen to be very close with Cliff. You know he loses money, right? Like, yeah. I, you know, like, and like he has no problem really saying that either. He knows <clears throat> number one that it's a great event. It is not good. It is great. Okay, like they are literally, and even that one gets a little lengthy, but whatever. Okay, it is run. It looks clean. It, it's run real well. There are, it, it, like, if you're looking in the background, you see covered tables. It's not a mess. It's it's really, really clean. But the cat loses money. Not too many people you can talk into, okay, having a, a, a Chittum and a, and, and Fretwell, they're, they're eight grand in the hole before they start, before they start. So it's really hard to, to, to impress that. Now, the PL will make their money in other ways, okay, which allows them, which affords them the luxury of like, hey, I don't give a shit if only 200 people are here. That's kind of what we're looking for, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a great thing, right? Like, so if we can make this a thing that is sought after, and then by sought after, now it's people want to pay to come into it well now it just makes all the sense in the world to me yeah yep that's the idea you're catching on i know it. Is there uh you know speaking of of making you know wrestling and getting fans there that aren't necessarily just parents is there a model or other sports that you're looking to as to how to attract these new viewers? Not to that... Do that aspect of it. We we are trying to follow a little bit of some of the um some soccer leagues of what they're doing as far as apparel and different ideas to try to to bring in some things, you know, but their theirs is even different because they're they're bringing in 5,000 people in an event, right? Mm -hmm. They have soccer fields everywhere all over the city and and that kind of stuff, right? So um, hotels can be an option, you know what I mean? Something, you know, stuff like that where you can kind of work out and get some things going. But as far as bringing fans in, we got to have the event that it's got to, it's got to be the production side has got to be awesome. It's got to be something where people are like, that was awesome. And I, then I also, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it, it also has to be digestible. Okay. I, the concept and I, uh, I don't want to throw you, anyone under the bus here, but the concept of certain uh, events were to make it consumer friendly. Consumer friendly. It is every decision that is made in the sport of wrestling. Almost every decision that is made in the sport of wrestling is made for and by 
coaches and athletes. Period. The end. There is never a thought of the consumer. The problem that I have with that is that we constantly bitch about nobody, nobody coming to watch our events. And yet here we are never concerning ourselves yeah. with the people that we're, we're trying to get in the door. So, so how, okay. You said the mission statement goes in a lot of different directions. How much time, energy, and resources do you think that the PL can spend towards making a digestible consumer driven product? Um, these are good questions. <laughs> these are questions that I do not have the answers to. But let's look at it, right? Let's mm -hmm. look at the UFC, right? That's the mm -hmm. closest thing to combat that's True. close to wrestling, right? And they bring people. They bring fans, right? And we have some people that are really in that connection, right? So I think that's where we need to try to use our resources in some way, shape, or form and, and make it a show. You got to make it a production, man. Sure. Those things are a production. If we got to bring Cormier in and have him MC the duels we do next spring, you know, then by God, that's what we got to do, yeah. right? And make it fun. It's got to be exciting. We need fog. We need lights. You need darkness. You you know, I mean, like, yeah. it's, it's just got to be a production side. That's the only way you're going to get random people to go there and watch. And he gets just got to get big enough. I mean, when the UFC first started, nobody really knew what, what it was at. It was just MMA and there was jujitsu and there was these other things that weren't bringing in necessarily that many fans. And then all of a sudden, voila, now they're all sold out. Yeah. It's so, interesting. The, yep. the, I think the turning point for UFC was the, the ultimate fighter. Could be. You know, how fun would that be? How fun would it be? Like this is like, this is stuff that we've we've talked about, mm -hmm. but it's it's more or less like not getting into it. How fun would it be to do a draft? Let's yeah. say we get a bunch of wrestlers in, and we do a draft where we're just it's it does it doesn't have to be a pick. It can be an automatic draft. Everybody's given a ranking system, and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you take all the coaches. Brandon gets a team. I get a team. Jody gets a team. Uh, David Taylor gets a team. Mark McKnight gets a team. Askren gets a team. Max Askren gets a team. Cormier gets a team. And you, you have like the, you got to figure out the right numbers and the, the weight class thing would be really goofy. And that's where we kind of got thrown off. But we, 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 we have actually ran the idea of the ultimate fighter in a, in a round, you know, in a, in a way of like, Hey, it's a, it's a week long. I get mm -hmm. these guys for one week and I'm going to try to do whatever I can with them. Yeah. Me as their coach. But I have some pinnacle guys that are also going to be on, you know, Max team. team. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You got to beat them. them. The tricky yeah. part is is coaching against them. That was one of the things that we we're like, I don't want to coach against one of my own guys. Yeah, we got to right? get past that. So it's it, just it a could sport. Be, uh, we got to get past that. It's that just would be sport. really fun, right? Running yeah. a, a live draft for. So now it's not a pinnacle team, right? It's. It's just, you know, like I got a bunch of different people on these team and these guys are working out together and they're growing together. It's like one big family. Like, like I said, it's, it's endless where it can go. I mean, we could have a 32 team draft. Sure. Sure. And, and just make it really, really fun. Yeah. It's like March madness of wrestling, but in a fantasy draft, that's real.
Yeah, and also they don't always have to compete just in wrestling too. Like, don't don't kid yourself. I would absolutely love to see an obstacle course type thing or you know something of that nature. Like that'd be cool, man. That'd be a lot of fun. But I think, and and you know, I think I'm letting the cat out of the bag a little bit here. Um, I'm going to be working you know pretty closely with PNL on the content side of things. I like you mentioned, like, I want these parents to get together and, and talk to one another. And, and yeah, well, guess what? I want to be there when they do. I want to be there. And like, so that, that to me is the interesting part of it. Like seeing how these kids react to one another. Um, it, it that is the gold to me. Like that is the, like watching how they, they kind of bond throughout a weekend. Like, dude, we went to a PNL event in Tempe, or you know, in Arizona, Phoenix-ish area, um, and I'm telling you right now, my kids fell in love with like all the kids there, and they're like they still chat on Instagram and Snapchat or whatever the heck they do, but it's like, oh, oh, it's not, it's wrestling's the vehicle, wrestling's just the 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 conduit, right, like. That to me is really, really exciting. And I yeah. think I think you guys are are setting the tone for that. Yeah, it could be it could be really fun. There's just a lot of the network side is really cool. We were in Arizona and um, one of Izzy's guys kind of ran through everybody and he said, hey, do you mind if I steal your son? I have like a little 12 year old. He's like, you mind if I steal him? He's 11, actually. Um, you mind if I steal him and put him through a workout over here? And I was like, yeah, OK. Right now, Izzy is crazy, right? So I mean, mm -hmm. like both kids were crying at the end of the at the end of the workout in a, in a good way. They were crying because they were tired and he was pushing them, yeah. right? Um, and um, we were talking the other day, um, with you about video stuff, and 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 Izzy was like, "Hey, my little guy Eric asked if if Chase is going to come so they can hang out. Like, can they hang out at the tournament? Are you going to bring your kid? You know, that's that's what's cool." These kids were working out together. They're working out so hard that they were crying. I don't know if that's great or not, but the fact that they can be like, "Hey, is 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 that kid is that kid going to come to the tournament? I'd like to hang out with him." Like that's cool. We're trying to get it to where I think the parents it would be really fun. Again, everything costs money, right? If you rent a ballroom, it costs money. Mm -hmm. Right? But it would be really fun to have an area where all the coaches get together and it's a social. Mm -hmm. And all the parents like come to the social. I want you to talk to Daniel Cormier, right? Mm -hmm. He's really funny. Get to meet him. Get to meet Ben Askren. Get to meet David Taylor. Get to meet Jody Stripmatter. Get to meet Zach Dominguez. Ask him what USA Wrestling is doing, right? You know, he's on the executive board. Ask him some, you know, like talk to us. And in the process, start mingling with the other parents. And that's what we found when we started doing these camps together years ago. I have parents that are like really, really close with like Bassett's mm -hmm. parents, right? It was just, the parents were great. We mm -hmm. had an icebreaker because we had one guy, he's a sleepwalker. So we had these RVs at Matten's place, right? And our, have my RVs attention, were, sir. My, my RVs were right, right park next to each other. They're the same, the same RV basically, mm -hmm. right? Well, we have a guy, I'm inside. Matten was like, hey, I got a room for you. I was like, sweet, great. The next morning, he, uh, my buddy looks at me and he goes, hey, do you see those um, Pennsylvania dads that are looking at us like they want to kill me? 
And I kind of look over and they look like they're they're eye they're they're like eye mugging us, right? And I was like, Yeah, he goes, Well, I slept walk into their camper uh last night and laid down with one of their kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure how to how to deal with this. They got up in the middle of the night and they just walk into the wrong camper. <laughs> so that that's a good icebreaker because I went over and I was like, hey, you know, we got a sleepwalker. He does it in hotels all the time too, you know. Um, so it was a great, it was it was great laughs, and that that helps a lot. That you have, we can have a guy that can just you know make a fool out of himself, and everybody can make fun of him. It works out really well. But we are now in a great relationship. He's been sending guys out to Jody's camps forever. Parents hang out, you know, during that. It's just, it's, it's, it's cool that people can do that and not think like, like, no, I'm not going to be your friend. Our kids might wrestle in three years from now. So I am not going to talk to you. Yeah. You know, and there's so much other things. I mean, like people have made successful businesses in clubs Oh, right yeah. and we do things oh, yeah. different so it will be really fun for these new clubs to come in like I, i'll give you any secret you want i'll let you know how we run our thing right yeah. and and maybe you pick something up with it max yeah. and ben Askren are doing something totally different they're just they're they're at seven different sites 1200 kids yeah how are you managing that i want to learn how you're managing all those kids what do you, what's your database what what are you doing he's got they get they take role 1200 kids you know, they have people coming in and swiping their phone in and it buzzes them in. So they know who's in practice. Like, that's hmm. cool. I want that. So I think people joining in on the teams of PL, you know, we've talked about trying to have like a summit or even once a once a month, somebody gets on and they just they talk about something that they do different. You don't have to use it. You don't have to take that to Poway and, and use that information. But you can if you want. Yeah. We're There's a sharing, lot to be learned, man, and we're and nobody's trying to hide anything. Yeah, Brandon Paulson is the greatest underhook guy I really believe in the country. He's mm -hmm. got so many secrets and tricks with that thing, and we could all we could just take those and hide them and, and keep them. Nobody will know about them. But it's not when we get there. He's going to show it to everybody else. Everybody else is going to know how we do our underhook, mm -hmm. right? But you know, we're going to mm -hmm. learn how to stop Ben Askren's funkiness too. Like, Hey, you sure. know, if you want to beat that, you just got to do this. You got to, instead of going cross ankle, you got to go inside cross. You got to pull that out. And there you go. Oh. Like we're, we're over our egos basically. Yeah. What you're explaining here sounds more or less like a wrestling utopia of, Hey, it's just solving so many problems. And yeah. as someone who, who's at a club that is not at the level of all of the other schools in the PNL, um, what would you say to somebody who runs a club like that? That's like, Hey, I'd like, how do I kind of take part in this? Yeah. Just give us your information. <laughs> not easy. <laughs> Just like that. Huh? We got to grow. We got to get better. Like we're not, we're not shy with it. We got to look at di you know, demographics a little bit. Cause we don't want, one of the things that's nice about the clubs is, um, and this goes from like where my daughter's soccer club, right? So in Minnesota, they are the only club in the ECNL league. It's called the Minnesota Thunder Academy. Mm -hmm. They're the only club in there, right? So because they're the only club and that ECNL league funnels anybody to college, like you, 75% of the girls that are going into college are coming from that league. All the girls in Minnesota are eventually going to 
try to get to MTA. Because if they want to play in college and as they start getting into high school and they start developing and getting better and they're like, you know, I think I want to play college. They're all going to switch over. They all will end up going to that club. And that's that's what's nice about the clubs that are getting in now, right, is as this thing can grow, um, it could be a very big asset for your club. Because now you let's just let's just let's hypothetically let's just take let's take San Diego. Right. Mm-hmm. There's probably all kinds of clubs, right? There's, they might be smaller than a handful, yeah. They're trying to grow and they're trying to do this. Mm-hmm. This is how you protect your club. You get mm-hmm. into the PL. And now all these other people from San Diego that are like, God, that uh PL league is really uh really doing a good job. I guess we're gonna have to get in with Poway because they're the club in San Diego that's that's part of the sleep. Sure. Yeah, it so makes I mean it makes all the sense. The coaches protect themselves a little bit mm. will the pnl so always be... can't bring too many in from the same area if that makes of sense of course will the pnl always be elite elite levels of schools or will you, are you thinking that there might be i don't think so i don't i mean you know like that's i mean like we don't know the answers to that but i don't i, I think it needs to be open for everybody you know what we need is you, you you know we need to make sure you got the right coaches that understand the culture we can't have coaches that are yelling at their kids and slapping them behind the scenes and mm-hmm. making them cry and parents are fighting each other. Like you have to understand what the culture is trying to become and you got to be on board with it. And you have to be able to tell your parents like guys, this is so much bigger than, than what it could be. But we, if we want to be a part of it, we, ha- we have to step in line. And I think that we have to hold each other accountable. We have to hold the other clubs accountable, whether that's a fine, whether that's this, I, I, and, and like Joel, so my brain has been going PL for the better part of a week. Okay. And the reason I bring it up is because in my brain, I view this eventually growing to the point where it breaks into two, three tiers. Right. And like one of the things that I love about uh, international soccer is like, well, the, the, maybe the the least performing one of the of the top tier gets dropped down to the second tier, and the top performing um, team from the second tier, you know, and 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 that way it keeps you engaged, it keeps you, um, I don't know, engaged is probably the only word I can think of to, you know, but but engaged on the yeah on the on the progress of of winning as opposed to just winning. So it's like, <clears throat> yeah. Do, do I think that every team is going to boast as many world champions, youth age world champions as pinnacle? No, no, I don't think that that really occurs anywhere else in the country. So, so how do you continue to keep these people engaged and excited and re- and, and I'm not, I'm sure I'm not, answering for you jared but it's just an idea that i thought of like man that's that's a real interesting dynamic that can be added pretty darn soon pretty yep. darn soon with the with yep. the advancement of the league. smaller clubs right yeah you know like sure. oh you have 150 kids you know you don't have 1200 kids yeah. you have 150 kids your club's doing great yes you can come in but we're going to put you and things like that but the one thing that we did really good it threw our numbers off when we did our high school event in Chicago last year, 
we tried to put people in the same brackets, kind of like um, Frank Papaluzio does with Journeyman, mm -hmm. right? You're trying to put people in, in similar pools. brackets. Yeah, pools. The mm -hmm. problem we did not foresee when we were doing the the the, the time log through track, you know, they yeah. take into consideration like, okay, well, there's going to be a bunch of pins here and there. Mm. We didn't have anybody pinning everybody. Every no. match was close because yeah. you're taking people that are state entrants and you're putting them with other state entrants, yeah. right? So nobody's getting pinned, you know, and nobody's like, just like, well, that, that wasn't great of a match for me because I, I pinned the guy or tech the guy in, in 30 seconds. Everything was like, everybody was wrestling very alike wrestlers. So matches were great. You were learning from that. It's hard to learn when you go out and get your tail kicked yeah. or it's hard to learn when you go out and you can just, you can kick somebody's tail super fast and you can do whatever mm -hmm. you want. This was a, a great mesh of you had you had state entrance, you had state placers, you had state champs, and you, we just kind of and it's harder to do, it's hard to judge sometimes, and you're going to have some people that aren't. Yeah, and that's fine, but that's that that's that's first of all trial and error. Second of all, you're never going to get it perfect, but that's not the point. Is not not to get it perfect, just get it good, right? Yeah, you know, and and that's kind of the real interesting part to me. Can can we shift though for a second to talk about Pinnacle because? You guys do have a lot of world champions. <laughs> like you guys do do pretty darn good. What I'm not our stat guy, but somebody else asked me that, so I sent it to Brandon because he's he's I, my brain's not numbers, right? And yeah. we have eight. We had eight 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 world champions basically in the U15, 17, and U20. That's pretty. You know, and then we had like you know Brady Bennett Berge this year was a runner up or third. And he took bronze. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. You got a lot. Um, you're probably going to give all the credit to Brandon, and I'm sure he'd do the same with you. But how are you doing this? How, like, like how I are you? I think we take freestyle and Greco very serious, right? It, and and some people don't. Some people we had we tried to get an Ohio team to to join the PNLs. We don't have anybody from the state of Ohio, and it's a very good state. And um, his, uh, he's like, well, we don't do freestyle. And we're like, well, that's a big part of our league. Like, we want to support international wrestling. Like, we want to support freestyle. I think there's a, I think it's very interesting take on it. And what I mean is when I see youth wrestling, <laughs> right, I will take, I, I'll just use my kid as an example, is they, you can get into a, a youth wrestling match and there's one takedown usually right away in 30 seconds. Sure. And then that kid will tight waist chop ride for another minute. Probably. Scores still 2-0 and there was one takedown. Mm -hmm. And then everybody automatically is like, well, I got to go down, right? Boom. And so, and then that guy gets ridden in a tight waist chop position for like a minute and a half. Like there was no skills. There was a tight waist chop ride. And then third period, the other coach is like, yeah, down. You know, and then, you know, like maybe there's an escape and maybe there's like another takedown. And we're, we're so we're talking like there's two takedowns a match. You go to a freestyle match and that score in a youth scenario is like 18 to 16. Yeah. And there was 12 takedowns. Yeah. Right. Just because they're back up. And when you're back up, people take people down. But in folk style, that's what we run into. But it's also why you have some states that are really good on top and bottom because they wrote the guy out, you know, for you know, six years of their life in a tight waist chop position. Yeah. They're really good at it. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but we've, mm -hmm. we've, we sat back and when we first started and we said, you know what, 
I think freestyling Greco is a huge asset and we're going to take advantage of it. We're going to, we're going to learn how to, when you really think about it, your position, when you get in on a shot in freestyle, your position has to be so much better, have so much more perfect. Otherwise you're going to get flipped. You're going to get rolled for two. Right. Yeah. And in folk style, sometimes you don't, you don't get challenged that way. It's getting there because there's so many scrambles. There's so many different things that you can do now. Um, but if you look at it from that aspect, it's great, man. It's really good. So we take it serious and we really work on it. And we're actually going to even do it earlier this year. As soon as we're done with state, we're switching straight over instead of waiting until like mid-April. Um, and we're going to try to get our PL league to do freestyle and Greco earlier. And so all of them will hopefully make that shift. As soon as you get done with state, you take whatever time off you need and you come back in and it's a, the beauty of it, it's a, it's a different sport. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you don't get burned out of, of the same positions. Like it's totally different. Like we're not scrambling anymore. It's, yeah. it's different. So it's, it's fun. And I think we, uh, we take it real serious and um, we really enjoy it. And I think the kids love it. I mean, Paulson's a huge side of it. Like I love folk style. I really do. I do. I love it. He likes freestyle and Greco more than he does folk style. So when he comes in, he is so pumped up about like, it's freestyle Greco season. Let's go. And the kids, they love it too. You know, they, they just, they, yeah. they feed on us. We take it serious. Mm -hmm. You, uh, I think it's so cool to see, like, I know we're talking about pinnacle and, and the club specifically, but I think in general, like when you look at your credentials, the credentials of everybody in the PNL, like, when I was growing up, you didn't see wrestling clubs with, you know, with coaches that had these types of credentials. What do you think is the, led this broader trend of, of very credentialed wrestlers who would, you know, in the past, maybe coaching, coaching at the college level or not even saying in wrestling, you know, coming back and, and coaching at a kid's level. I think people understand there's money to be made in it. Before there wasn't, I don't think there was. So everybody went into college coaching, even for us when, so I did pinnacle from like Oh five to Oh eight. And it was like preseason stuff. It was an, it was a way to make money and still train from Oh four to Oh eight. Um, so that I could afford to be married and have a house and all that kind of stuff. And then a decision had to be made. The essentials in life. <laughs> yeah. So then a decision had to be made and it was like, okay, well, I was like, I, I think, I think this club can work. Sean Bormet, he made it work with overtime. He was the first one that made the club, like he set the trend of clubs. He did it. And so I was like, maybe, maybe we could do it. I actually called him on the phone. He gave me, he gave me every advice I could ask for. Like mm -hmm. he was the first guy that he's like, you have to say no. When people try to, to nickel and dime you and they want to do pay per times and this and that, you have to say no. And I struggle with that. Right. And, um, so I, I went up to Brandon and I was like, I think we can, I, I think this can work and you're amazing. You're, you're good. We're perfect for each other. We're like opposites. Um, we got everything covered. Um, and he had to think about it and he's like, yeah, I think it can work. And his, his daughter was in gymnastics, right? She's she was a badass in gymnastics, right? Yeah, she was she was right on track to be like an Olympian at this time, right? Like mm -hmm. she was 30 hours at gym. So he had he had understood how registration and databasing and, and all that can work. 
right? And and bumping up the cost. When I was doing it, it was cheap. It's wrestling. We don't want to spend money. And he first thing he said is, we have a, a world champion and we have an NCAA champion coaching you. Every practice. Like they're you ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Gonna have to pay for that. Yeah. Right. And 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 I was like, oh, I don't think it's gonna work. And and it did. And they understand it, and that's the first step, yeah. you know. And that's what I want to. That's what I want to help these clubs with. Anybody that comes in, they're like, "What are you guys doing? What What are some different ways we can do stuff?" Like, this is how we do it. I'm not saying it's right. It works for us. Mm-hmm. Try it. Let's help each other. Format helped me when I was trying to get it started. Yeah. And I I've been giving it back. Right. Anybody who calls for club stuff, like Chase Pam, he called me when he was starting it up, and I was like, I will tell you everything that i can yeah yeah it's it's a it's a, a trickle down effect that i saw happening a long time ago it's very simple um went to 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 point to the professionalism in youth wrestling and that has led to the success that we're having at the highest level of the sport. Okay. I don't know. I, I could be wrong. I don't know that people like, hmm, let's put it, Yanni. I don't know that Vito. I don't know that. Um, who's the kid from Penn State that made the team this year at 65? Uh, Lee. Uh, I don't know that those people exist without high, high, high level coaching at a youth level. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, it's very, it's a very simple equation. There just wasn't enough money in it in the 90s. It just wasn't, you know, it, it, they were few and very far between Ernie Monaco. Like you said, um, Sean Bormet had overtime in Chicago. Um, but that was about it, man. Um, so it, it's the edge was around. There was a yeah. couple of places. Out yeah, east. but it wasn't, but they were few and far between. Very few. Yep. There was a lot of, there was a lot of dad coaching, a lot of bro coaching. I call it bro coaching. Get up get up okay yeah he hadn't thought about getting up that's a great idea um so there was a lot of that and it's it seems to be going away like it's going away and and, it, and look man i started off going to those tulsa nationals and being embarrassed by how some of these coaches and parents acted towards their children like i was embarrassed yeah you don't see it as much. Now, are there outliers that are just going to be jerks? Yeah, of course. But 
Man, it's they're fewer and further between now than they certainly were in the '90s when I was coming through, and and even the early 2000s. Is that is that kind of what you've seen? Yep, and I think it will continue to grow. I think yeah. you have these guys that are getting out that are very talented. The mm -hmm. the wrestling knowledge has went off the charts. Right now that media is out there, right? Flow wrestling, social yeah. media. Yeah. I can sit on social media and not even have a, an idea of what I'm doing. And I can just start scrolling. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oop, screenshot, boom. Yeah. Watch this again. You know, so I can go back and watch it slower. And yeah. then boom, screenshot off, keep going. Oop, screenshot again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, the dude, it's, it's crazy to me, Jared. You know why it's crazy to me? Because, like, yo, we used to go to Fargo. And if I got a kid from, if, I, if my kid got a kid from Nevada, I'm stoked. Like, all right, we got, an, we got an easy round. Yeah, Chase Pammy made that not so much anymore. Like, yep. that's a – oh, like, dude, now I got to wrestle against Nevada? Like, come on, dude. Like, we got to wrestle, you know. So, there, <laughs> I guess there's drawbacks to it, right? Um, but, okay, it's getting late. We got to get moving here. Um, let's fire off some, some questions here. Um, what's your favorite wrestling shoe of all time? Favorite wrestling shoe? Yeah. All right. I'm probably not allowed to say this because of this, but um, I actually, um, I got one of those. I call them Russian Asics. Yeah. The ERXOs, I, yeah. I've been wanting a pair forever. I was an Asics guy. I called up, uh, was it Nick Gallo? And I was like, hey, I need to get a pair of these. How do I get them? He's like, we can't get them. And I'm like, how do I get them? Somebody's like, very few people had them. Uh -huh. And I talked to one of my wrestling dads and he was like, my wife will find him. And I was like, ah, uh -huh. sure. Like, trust me. I've covered everybody that your wife can talk to already. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, he called me like literally like one hour later and he's like, I got him. What size you want? It's really tricky though. Cause the sizes are in like centimeters and yeah. they don't have regular sizes and we're on a Japanese ebay website I, I i can't read it i don't know what's going to happen it says like two million <laughs> you know young you know or whatever and i i i i went through with it because i'm like i'm gonna i i gotta try this sure and my email that i got back i should forward to you i have it you you can't understand it. it's in japanese it's <laughs> great and i was like no way this is happening. I just spent $200, 100%. Like, this is gone. It's like $225. Like, they're gone. And, um, like, 10 days later, they were at my house. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. That's... And from there, like, literally, everybody started having them. I was like, yeah, oh, my yeah. God. Right? Yeah. But I can only wear them. At, like, I only could wear them when I was at, like, in my – I we have Pinnacle, and then I built a pole barn because – everybody wanted privates and I didn't want to drive 30 minutes in for a private and 30 minutes back. And I'm trying to manage time. And some people want to go in the morning and I can't do that. So I built a pool barn and I have a wrestling space. That's probably like a, it's 25 by 40, right? Wrestling room out there. It's heated. So I can do stuff in the winter and that's, I wear them out there. All right. All right. I like it. Um, Nike. I only wear Nike right now. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Hold <laughs> on. All right is oh this is a good one for you specifically better body type for wrestling long and lanky or short and explosive Dude, i'm a long and lanky guy long and lanky we got so much leverage and snap and space and clear and whatever 
And those short guys are going to come in and they're going to try to get in real close. And you just got to keep them away and keep snapping them down and post, 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 snap. And then they can't get at you. It's like when you're, but when the guy that the guy that has the longer reach in boxing always wins. Paulson mm-hmm. might disagree oh, with he you. Will, he will for sure. <laughs> yep. I'm going I'm gonna have to talk to him about coach, that. Man, I'm going after long and lanky all day long. But that's why Paulson and I are a ham and egg special is that I don't know how to wrestle power. I've yeah. never had power in my life. I've yeah. had length. I've had speed. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't comprehend how to wrestle in a power position because I'm not, I'm not there. Now I think I understand it. Every, every coach thinks they got all the answers. Intellectually, you understand. I've never been in that position. Yeah. I really don't have the answer for that. Yeah. Right. So when they want power, like, I'm like, you know what? I can sit here and I can try to help you, or I'm just going to give you to the power guy, short stocky. He's going to actually work with you to get your hips underneath and get strong. Like, for me to get my hips underneath is really hard, man. I'm yeah. just going to go in one corner. Yeah. Okay. Um, best form of cardio that is not on a wrestling mat. Well, I hate running, um, but I think it's the best. And that was because Jay Robinson made us run all the time. And he said, you know what? Nobody likes to run because it's too hard. That's why we're going to do it. Because nobody else wants to do it. Right now, I think there's different ways that we can do different things. Now we're getting smarter. There's ellipticals and there's there's bikes now that you can do and get great cardio workouts without pounding your body. But back when I was around, man, we ran a lot and and we went. I felt like we went more hard, but maybe maybe it's just a time change and there's everybody's too good now. So it looks mm. like hard. it's. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky. tricky. It's tricky. But nobody likes to run really hard all the time yeah. because it's hard. Yeah. But so uh, is me running. included. I can't stand it. Um, okay. If you had a magic wand and could change one thing about the sport of wrestling, what would it be? Oh, boy. Man, I do not. This is this is way too big of a question. Like, I have to sit back and really think. You only get one. You only get one. One yeah. wish. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. All right. I'll I let you off the hook because time is point takedown. What is I, it? I'm not a fan of the three-point takedown. It it changes everything. Like, like this is a this is a this this who that that's that's a part of our sport. My theory, I tried to get it out as much as I could. My theory was it's it was simple. I thought this was a simple idea. I threw it at people and I'm like, you got to bring it to the people who are making decisions. Nobody sure. did. So here was my theory. Everything stays the same. But when I go like this, optional start, and I cut you, he doesn't get a point. Yeah, that's fair. Everything else stays the same. And if yeah. I want to ride you and turn you and you get out while I'm riding you, you know, it's not like he can't do a tripod and then I push him away. He gets a point for that because he earned it. Yeah, yeah. You go out of bounds. And I say, hey, ref, I want to go both up where he didn't earn his escape at all. He gets zero points for that. And then we go back on our feet. And if I'm a takedown guy, I can take him down. Boom. Run him out of bounds. Boom. Ref, neutral. Zero points. I take him down again. I get two every time. And he's getting zero. Like right now, the problem is I can take you down like six times. And yeah, yeah. But I only got four points at the end of it because I had to cut you every time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the problem. I understand the concept. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, you just take that's... it away. You go out of bounds. I say both up. Two points. Oh, and then, then you're not running into refs like two, two, three, 
three. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I'm sure it'll take off just fine. But like, I kept yelling two at who's number one, and they're like, it's three. <laughs> I'm like, I know, but I can't. Shut up! I got oh. it. <laughs> I like where they're going with it. You know, I like things. Um, I love the push out rule. Um, I, I love, I love the, some of the things that freestyle does where they, they engage you where you can't stall. There's no more stalling. There's no one, one, there's no one, one where neither one of us are going to do that. Who's number one. Great. Great. But like fellers was saying, man, when he was tweeting about it, like how come there's nobody doing anything? Yeah. Like first period, there was a lot of zero zero first periods, and I get it because you guys are all good and everybody's trying to feel each other out. But man, that's that's one thing about no overtime that changes everything because somebody's always behind and they always the have coming. Yeah. You're never just going to be like, well, it's two to two. I don't really want to make a mistake. It's two to two. Somebody's losing. Yeah. Somebody's coming after somebody. I yeah. love that. Yeah, get it done in six minutes. Period. The end. Yeah. You know? I, I, yeah, there's there's something to that. All right, Jared, it was great to speak to you. Um, looking forward to PL Chicago. Is there any way uh, people get a hold of you? Maybe pick your brain about clubs. Yeah, like our our information's on our website, pinnaclewrestlingschool.com. My cell's on there. Our email's on there. I'll, I'll help anybody, man. I think it's really really fun. I don't know if awesome. I'm gonna help anybody. I don't know if I'm gonna help everybody in the state of Minnesota, but you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, I got it. Thank you very much. I love it. I'm glad I made the decision to do it. You know, you're not gone every weekend. It's a different, it's a different system, you know? Yeah, I hear you. All right, brother, man. It was great to speak to you. Thank you so much. All right. Later, brother. See you guys.